Hello and welcome to the Laughing Through the Pain podcast. I'm your host, Eleanor. I'm Marianne. And today we're going to be talking about crushes, all things relationship and stuff of that nature. Before we get uh, officially started, the names that we just said are, um, I don't know, what would you call them? Pseudonyms. Pseudonyms. We are using pseudonyms for the sake of this podcast. We just feel like it would be more fun that way. Ten points to your house if you figure out what our nicknames are in reference to. Ooh, that's a good one. (laughs) Eleanor and Marianne. And no, you don't get the last name. (laughs) To be fair, what this is from, I have never taken in... (laughs) (laughs) Should, should Should I be nice and give give the last names i think it's fine okay eleanor and marianne it's from a a popular uh romance novel slash movie it is a movie it is a movie oh i yeah i've never seen it i've never (laughs) read it i would say who's in it but that would be cheating (laughs) so i guess we'll get started just um i thought it would be a good idea to start out with just talking about who was your first crush. And I'm going to let you go first because mine's not very interesting. Or should I go first because of that? <laughs> no, um, I would like you to go first because okay. I don't want yours to follow mine because it's like, mine's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so my first crush, I don't remember what their names were, but I was in like preschool or something and I really liked these two boys and they were brothers and the next question we have on this list is how did that go well I don't remember because I was like (laughs) four (laughs) but that is my earliest crush that I can remember I have probably better stories regarding crushes from when I was younger but that's like my first first crush your very first one brothers (laughs) yeah go girl (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so what was your first crush? Okay, so my first crush was in kindergarten, and his name was Nick. And I remember very specifically, I would spend every afternoon at recess chasing him around the playground. (laughs) This poor boy. I mean, I don't feel that sorry for him because he could have told on me. He could have gone up to our teacher and said, yo, she's bothering me. But that never happened because I would spend every day just chasing him. And calling him my boyfriend, oh my even God. though there was no mutual interest. Um, you know, we we drifted apart after kindergarten. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> I never saw him again. Well, that's not true. Actually, I saw a picture of his uh, mugshot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. After he was arrested for a series of bank robberies. And it shocked me because, and I knew it was him because his face had not changed since kindergarten, not much. No hate, mine hasn't either. Um, But um, he had a very unique last name, which obviously I'm not going to say, but he had a very unique last name. So when I saw him in the news arrested, I was like, oh my gosh, my first love. (laughs) How far they have fallen. (laughs) So how did that go? That's how that went. Oh my gosh. This was like a couple of years ago too, so, well. I think it's interesting when you see people, like, because obviously when when you're that young, a lot of the times people, their faces change, 
they might, you know, they obviously have, like, similar features to when they were a kid, but, like, it's not very often you find people who look almost exactly like they did when they were that little. <laughs> like, I've seen a couple. Like, you're one of them. I am definitely one of them. But, like, my siblings look pretty different from when they were kids. And, like, I've seen a lot of people where I'm like, that doesn't really look like the same person, but okay. <laughs> but, okay. but then I've seen a few people where I'm like, you haven't changed. <laughs> you haven't changed at all. So I think that's really funny. I am one of them. It literally looks like, if you look at a picture of me from, like, kindergarten, it looks like just my exact face to this day. You take a picture of me now, and it's like you take <laughs> that picture of a little girl and put it on a slightly longer body. <laughs> that's all that's changed, is I've gotten slightly taller. That's it. That is, Yeah. You also had, like, a really, really round face when you were little. Did I? Yeah, you got, like, you just had, I think it's just, like, the little, like, baby fat cheeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, now I'm just, like, bones. <laughs> Skin and bones. Uh, What's next on our list, Eleanor? Um, the next question we have is, have you ever liked someone for an extended amount of time? Um, and I'm going to throw in how long did you like them for? Oh, and also, who was your longest crush? Oh my gosh, that's that's going to take some thinking. <laughs> um, there is one guy that I liked for, I think it was three years. Okay. I only, I didn't see him very often. We, we ran in different uh, friend circles, so I only saw him a couple of times a month. But, um... Though it was a good couple of times a month, I would get really excited to see him. And But because I didn't know him very well, and we didn't really have the opportunity to see each other outside those couple of times a month, it was really easy to kind of hang on and hope. But then, obviously, uh, to this day, I mean, we're, we're okay friends, I would say, because he Probably. did end up joining um, my, my circle of friends, and our circle of, of friends kind of meshed. I don't know why I'm doing that. You can't see me doing that with my fingers. I am combining my hands together to make... <laughs> Um, Marianne is someone who likes to talk with her hands. So I I've, do. I've been watching you for this whole, like, I don't know how long we've been going, seven minutes, and you keep doing all these hand gestures, and I'm just sitting here thinking, they can't see that, but you know, so we'll just let her do her I, thing. I, with my profession, it's easy to get excited with my hands and be dramatic. I'm gesturing dramatically. <laughs> even um, if they can't see you. So, even if you can't see me. Uh, to make a short story long, it was three years, we're still in touch, sort of-ish, kind of. Yeah, I would say probably. Yeah. More, more so than we were over those three years when I only saw him a couple times a month. So, <laughs> yeah, three years. I think that's my longest one. Okay. It was three years. Dang. <laughs> what about you? So, my longest crush was five years. Five? Yeah, it was so, like, I was just young, and I thought he was super cute, and, like, he was, like, I wouldn't say that we were ever very close friends, but, like, we were a part of the same, like, pretty much a part of the same kind of group, mm. um, but... 
yeah, I liked him for for five years, and it's really embarrassing. <laughs> what happened? Because I just realized we haven't talked about like the end the end game. Mm. Well, <laughs> he ended up dating somebody, and they dated for many years, and then they got married. Oh, so he's married now. Well, there you go. <laughs> Oh yeah, mine. Um, obviously, I processed the emotions. I got over it. I realized I was hanging on to something that wasn't really a reality. I had made it more of a reality in my own head than what existed. Um, now I'm really self-conscious about using my hands because I'm like <laughs> now they're like folded in my lap and not moving. Um, but yeah, so I I got over it. It's been a long time since I felt that way about him. And like I said, we're we're on good terms. We're we're friends. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't talk to this guy anymore. I I still know people who know him, and I'm I think I'm friends with some of his family on Facebook. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but like, pretty much as soon as he started dating who he was dating, I was like, "There's no more hope for me." <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I was like, over it. <laughs> and then you were over it. And that's good. We both we both moved on to better things. Right. What's next? Uh next question. Uh what helped you to get over them or um just any crushes that you've had? Oh, um distance for sure. You know, you hear absence makes the heart grow fonder. And that can be true in some cases, but in my experience it has not been true. Um, there was someone that I liked, and it was, I would, I would see him once in a while. He would see, it's someone different from, um, previous, previously mentioned. (laughs) Um, but I, I would see him every so often, and then he moved really far away. And I thought that I would miss him, but I didn't. And it was actually (laughs) that absence that helped me realize, um, once I was clear of head and I could think more rationally instead of seeing him as often as I was, um, that distance helped me realize, you know, this isn't going to work out. It's not what I want. I have different needs than what he can provide. So distance is huge. Oh, I was sitting here while you were talking, trying to think of who it was. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, I think I know who it was. You know I think I remember. Cause I was you... like, did you tell me about this person? But you definitely have. I definitely have. <laughs> um, I've had quite a few crushes in my life. Obviously with my longest crush, he got into a relationship. <laughs> and at that point I was like, okay, cool. Um, I think he had also told me at one point, that he, like, wasn't interested, and I was like, cool, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Um, And then I, there's other guy that I liked for quite a while. I think he was probably my second longest crush, which was a little over a year, maybe. Anyway, um, the way I got over him was, um, I guess, like, forcing distance between me and him because we had ran in the same circles and um so I saw him often but I just had to like basically pretend that he didn't exist for a while (laughs) because I like I just was like how else am I supposed to get over this person because he's clearly not interested in me and 
So. So you established that distance. Yes, I did. I basically, like, stopped texting him, like, because we would talk pretty regularly over text message, like, mutually. So, like, I set up kind of my own boundary of, like, not going to text him. I'm not really going to talk to him in person. If he wants to have a conversation with me, like, that's fine. If he says hi, I'll say hi. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I'm like, I don't really want to talk to you. (laughs) Um... So that was pretty much how I kind of dealt with with that situation. Other times it's just been like, I think I've just like moved on to somebody else. <laughs> just been like, okay, this person's not giving me the attention that I want, so I'm going to like somebody else now. <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece uh, of candy. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so late, yeah. So <laughs> I try really hard not to do that because I feel like just trying to get over somebody by liking somebody else isn't the healthiest way to deal with feelings. Like, you want to be respectful of your male friends. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to treat anybody like a rebound. But it's hard because you're vulnerable in that process of getting over someone. And in the yeah. past, I, I admit that I have done that. Where it's like, who is going to comfort me? Mm-hmm. Which strong man can <laughs> I run into his arms and he can make me feel better? But it took me a long time to realize that the solution to... A guy is not a guy, necessarily. It's just about, you know, like I said, respecting the male friends that you have, but also respecting yourself and knowing that you deserve better than a rebound. Mm, That is so true. I've got lots of experience to speak from, so (laughs) take it from me. You're better than a rebound. There are no truer words than that. You're better than a rebound. Absolutely. You've been asked out a number of times, right? Yes. <laughs> Have you ever had, like, what's your most interesting experience? Because technically speaking, I've only ever been asked out once, like, officially. And that was recently. <laughs> Are you saying asked out and I said yes and it developed into a relationship or just been asked out? Just asked out in general. It doesn't even have to be, like, a yes. It's just, like, asked <laughs> out by anybody. Um, so my DoorDash driver asked me out the other oh, yeah. day. <laughs> um, he delivered my food and uh, usually they just leave it on the porch and just go away, mm-hmm. which is preferable because I just want my food. <laughs> um, That's but he um, just stood on the porch after ringing the doorbell. I was like, okay. So I opened the door and we talked. I thanked him. He said, have a good day. And, you know. Um, but then I get this alert from DoorDash. And I'm like, my food was already delivered. Why am I still getting alerts? And it was him. And he had used the messaging system. What you're supposed to use in a professional setting to say, hey, your order's going to be late. They ran out of this. Do you want something else? He asked me, hey, can I have your number? Because you were very kind and beautiful. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Did you respond? I told him that I was taken because I am. That's not a lie. However, part of me wanted to applaud him for having the backbone, the nerve to ask a woman out. That's true. On the one hand, bravo. On the other hand, what are you doing? I know. Be a professional. I think there's something to be said about guys who work up the courage to ask out a girl but in that kind of a situation like that's you're working and I wouldn't say that that's the most professional thing to do Mm -hmm. is to ask out 
somebody that you are delivering something to. Like, yeah. that's really weird. <laughs> it is. And, like, it, I just, it's not a great idea. I've also been asked that while I was working. It was mm. one of my last days um, at the toy store mm. where I used to work. And this guy came in, and he was a regular customer. He had a daughter that would come in and pick out a plushie. So we would talk once in a while. I don't even, I don't think I ever learned his name. <laughs> but he called the store, like, half an hour after leaving. Because I had told him. I was telling everyone. It was my last day, my regulars. And he called me at the store and was like, I wanted to know if I could have your number. Oh, my God. And I was like, <laughs> um, I was scared because it's scary. I would work there by myself. So oh. I was afraid to say no. So what I did was I took down his number and then just never texted him. Which, to be fair, I should have just said no. No, thank you. But it's scary being a woman in this world. It's scary saying no, especially to a guy that you don't know. You don't know how he's going to react. That's so true. Like, I've heard of a lot of stories of, of, of guys that you would think are good, rational people... And then they get rejected, and mm-hmm. then it's like the world is ending. Yep. Like, listen, I've been rejected a number of times in my life, <laughs> and <laughs> it sucks, but I'm not going to, like, obsess over them because they told me no. You're not going like, to go all serial killer on them? Yeah. Like, that's just, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think... You know, if you have the guts to ask somebody out or tell someone how you feel and they say no to you, then, like, you have to go in with an expectation of they could say no. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody is obligated to say yes to you, especially over something like that. Like, yeah, I just know people that have been told no Mm -hmm. and have been just been like they just deal with it immaturely yep and like i'm like i thought you were more of a man than that to be (laughs) honest like yeah it's like no disrespect to these people obviously but like you know there comes a point of ridiculousness that needs to be acknowledged Mm -hmm. handle (laughs) it better exactly handle it better what about you? What is your um, getting asked out story? I know your most recent one, but has there ever been a time that's as ridiculous as, say, a DoorDash driver asking for your oh number? Um, I've never been asked out by a stranger. Obviously, there was the most recent time. I think, like, I've gone on dates with people, but there was never a point when they ever said, do you want to go on a date with me? Or do you want to be in a relationship? Or, like, something like that. That's only happened once, officially. (laughs) Do you want to dance with me? Oh my gosh. I've asked out, (laughs) technically, two people. One was my ex-boyfriend. That was kind of a weird situation, because I just kind of told him that I liked him, and he was like, okay, so we're dating now. (laughs) And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the other one was, um, I had dated this guy a while back. Nothing was ever official. We were just getting to know each other. And I really liked him. But I kind of was like, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know what I was thinking, honestly. 
And so I asked him out on a date. And then he said no. But then later he, um, like, unofficially asked me out on a date. And then we started to get to know each other. And then things ended. (laughs) Okay. I was listening to both of those stories. And I was like, that sounds... Wait, what? (laughs) At first, well, at first... I I got confused with the guy that asked me out recently, but then I was like, well, I didn't ask him out at any point. Oh, which I forgot. I didn't talk about my most recent story. That's tea, man. So that, that those were the stories of when I asked out people, um, and then I got asked out fairly recently. Um, there was a guy that I was getting to know um, a while back, and I really liked him. I think he really liked me, but then he broke things off for, like, I would say, like, decent reasons, but then, like, we talked about, like, you know, maybe eventually, like, officially getting together, but then, you know, he went off and did his thing, and then we didn't talk for years, (laughs) there was no contact, nothing, and then he just, like, hits me up out of nowhere and was like, hey, do you want to, like, meet up? And I was like, I guess. <laughs> like, you know, he wasn't a bad guy when I knew him all that time. So I felt comfortable, like, you know, we're meeting in a public place. This is fine. And, you know, we're just talking, catching up. And then the question comes up and he asks me if I wanted to date him. And I didn't particularly like his reasoning for asking me out, so I um, I told him I would think about it. Then I texted him later, and I was like, listen, here's my concerns. And then he was like, you know, you're right. And that was that. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> Have you heard from him since? No, I oh, haven't. Oh my gosh. Well, it sounds to me that he took it well. I hope so. Like... Like, I have no ill will towards him at all. You know, it was nice to see him mm-hmm. again. It was just, I have more self-respect than to be pretty much, like, I just felt like I was being settled for. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he just wanted a relationship. And so I was like, you know, I would rather get to know someone who is, interested in me for better reasons Mm -hmm. so not i guess i'll date you i don't think it was really like i guess i'll date you i think he was just lonely i've been told that like okay i really i suppose wait Mm -hmm. (laughs) what was like the circumstance of that because i don't think i've ever heard about this it was um kind of like my high school sweetheart i would say okay um I ended up transferring to a different school, so we lost contact, and he was with this other girl for a few years, um, and then he kind of met up with me, um, I think it was when I was still working at that toy store. Hmm. Um, he showed up, and he was like, hey, I heard you were here or something, and he was like, you know, you want to go to dinner, you want to get coffee, and I was like, okay, you know, kind of like this is my high school sweetheart. This How is... did he know where you were working? <laughs> I, to this day, I still don't know. Oh my gosh. He just kind of showed up and I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, we didn't have like any mutual friends or anything. Yeah, but that's so weird. But I was like, yeah, I trust you, sort of. Um, so he took me to dinner and he was telling me how his girl had cheated on him and he felt alone. 
but he still had these lingering feelings for me. Mm-hmm. So it was basically like, a, now that I'm not with her anymore, oh. now we can date. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I mean, I was very young. I was stupid. I fell for all the charming words. Mm-hmm. And then six months later, he cheated on me. Ooh, so, yeah. Fun. I was like, he'll never cheat on me. He knows the pain of being cheated on. He would never. And then he did. And I was like, oh, well. Can I just say how infuriating it makes me to hear about people who get cheated on? And not only to, like, cheat on somebody, but to cheat on somebody when you've been cheated on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure, like, I've been in one official relationship and gotten to know two others, two other guys. Uh, but, like, so I've never been cheated on. But just the idea of, like, Cheating on somebody is so stupid. (laughs) If you don't, like, if you want to be with somebody else, then just break up with the person you're with. Like, I don't understand the mindset of trying to, like, keep two people and, like, cheat on people and, like, it's ridiculous. And I'm just like, what? Why? Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's infuriating, yes. and I've, this was years and years and years ago, I have long since forgiven him, you know, we don't talk anymore, but I realize that anybody is susceptible to anything, which is why you have to guard your heart, which is why you have to communicate. Oh, absolutely. And why you have to set up boundaries with other people. Like, I suspected that he was cheating on me, mm-hmm. because I would hang out with him late at night. And then at two o'clock in the morning, his phone would go off and it was her Mm. trying to text him, trying to call him. And I'm like, why is she trying to talk to you at two o'clock in the morning? And he would get mad at me. He would make me feel bad for not trusting him. He would say, don't you trust me? I thought you knew me better than that. She's just a friend. And I was like, okay. So I would end up apologizing for his behavior and then it turns out I was right the entire time. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how, like, toxic people are. Mm-hmm. I saw this TikTok recently of this girl who was in a toxic relationship with somebody. And, like, she she had talked about all of the things that her partner would do. And, like, all of the toxic things. And um, we can talk more about this in a later episode because I know that we have some interesting topics coming up (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know there's there's just toxic people blame you for their mess ups Mm -hmm. and so they don't take responsibility yeah for everything that's wrong what he said to you is classic like toxic behavior (laughs) Mm -hmm. don't you trust me yeah or like, oh, you're overreacting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, sure, whatever. Yep, it was. Oh man, I can't believe that was like ten years ago. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Dang, dang, insane. <laughs> <laughs> What's our next question? Oh, you were gonna talk about something before we went on the rabbit trail about was getting I? asked out. What was I gonna like... talk about? Uh, you were gonna talk about the interesting situation that we're both in. <laughs> Oh, yes! (laughs) Regarding your current relationship. (laughs) Okay, so I am with someone. I'm going to refer to him as Brandon. He and I recently 
got into a dating relationship. It's, it's more, I don't even know how to tell this story. (laughs) It would be, I thought it was going to be a lot more complicated and awkward, but fortunately I have amazing friends who are nothing but supportive. And the reason why I thought it was awkward is because, you know that ex that Eleanor was just talking about? I'm dating him. <laughs> yeah. So the, the guy that I had asked out, and he told me no, but then we kind of started dating a little bit after that. Um, which, by the way, this was like two years ago. No. Two years ago? Mm-hmm. Man. Two years ago. Dang. And we only, like, we only dated for, like, maybe... A little over a month, I think. But uh, yeah, we dated for a little bit. And then fast forward (laughs) two years later, (laughs) now Marianne is dating him. (laughs) Two years later, I started catching feelings for him. But I put them aside for months because I was like, this is too complicated. He briefly dated my best friend and... To make matters worse, I briefly dated his best friend. I am sounding not so great right now. What? The, the look you're giving me. Who was I dating? I don't. In fall of 19. Oh, my God. <laughs> dead air, dead air, dead air. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I'm on something today. Watching the gears turning your head, I was like... I'm like, who's his best friend? And all I could think of was his brother. Oh, no. (laughs) And I was like, I don't think they're best friends, but, like, what? So, it was... was, Okay, I know who you're talking about. You did date his best friend. I did. So, when I first started catching feelings for Brandon, I was like, there is no way in God's green earth that this is ever going to work out. It was just too complicated. I didn't think anyone would approve. I thought I would look really bad. Um, But then months passed and we started hanging out more. And I started confiding in people. I told his sister, of all people, (laughs) because I trusted her not to blab. And it's funny because I told her, I think I like your brother. And she was like, I know. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean you know? Wait, when did you tell her? Because you told her before you told me. She was the first one that I told. Right. When was that? Because, like, mid? No, wait. Oh, man. When was it? (laughs) It was in person, so I can't look back at the text or anything. Oh, yeah. I was at their house for some reason. Why was I there? I remember it was a Sunday. I don't know how I remember it was a Sunday. Well, you did something with her and her sister, didn't you? Or was that later on? Oh, yeah, that was that was way later. Okay. So it wasn't long. She was the first one that I told. And then I told our mutual friend. Uh-huh. I don't know if we have a name for her yet. I'll have to read the book and pick out a name for her. Maybe she can be the third sister. Oh, yeah. apparently there's a third sister. Um, I like how there's, like, the two main characters and then the, and then the third sister. That kind of fits because she's a middle child. <laughs> she is a middle child. Sorry, I'm not leaving your name out on purpose. I just don't know the name of the last sister. Um, so I told Brandon's sister. I told our mutual friend. And then I was going to tell you, but you called me out on it first. (laughs) So she texts me and she's like, 
do you like anyone right now? And I was like, oh, crap, this is it. <laughs> so just as like a little bit of a backstory on my end, I had already kind of figured out that Marianne liked Brandon <laughs> way before she even admitted it to herself. So like everybody did. <laughs> so like I like I was texting her and just checking in on her, making sure that she was like doing good. And I was like, you know, do you have feelings for anybody with the intention of, like, I did go into it with a little bit of an agenda because I was like, (laughs) at this point, there's a lot of signs pointing to yes. And then she said, no, there's nobody. And I was like, bro, (laughs) either she's lying to me or she's lying to herself. And it was definitely... It was the latter. (laughs) I was lying to myself. This was at the point when I was trying to keep it in a box, and I didn't want it to be a thing, and I didn't want it to be real, because I didn't want to deal with it. I was just like, nope, nope, nope. Just root deep in denial. Yeah, so I was like, hmm, that's a little suspicious, but I'm pretty sure she's just denying her feelings. You're so smart. <laughs> I also know you, like, really well. You do know So, I, it was not a hard guess. <laughs> so, then I was like, I just kind of kept that in my back pocket, and I was like, okay, I don't totally believe this, but for the sake of where you're at in your life, I'm not gonna bring it up, and, like, I... I think you had asked me why I was asking. Or oh, like, yeah. I was curious about why you thought that and who you thought that Yeah, because I, I was like, oh, I thought you did like somebody. And she was like, well, who is it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, just don't worry about it. Just forget about it. Everything's fine. I'm like, you know. Panicked, huh? We'll just move, we'll just move on. <laughs> And you were like, well, now I'm going to worry about it. But then you forgot about it after, like, a week. So I, sure I didn't did. feel so bad. I sure did. So then fast forward to, like, I don't know, a month later. I don't know the time frame between the text conversations. It's a great question. You keep going. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> so, anyway, time passes, and I text her again. Because I don't think I... I don't necessarily think I went into this with an agenda. I think I was just curious if there had been any changes. Because I was like, you know, if she doesn't like Brandon, then that's really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So I just texted her and I was like, so, you know, how are you? Like, is there anybody you're interested in? And like, what was your thought when I asked you that? (laughs) I'm looking at the messages. It was October 26th. Oh my gosh. So, that is so funny because our anniversary, the day he asked me out, was the day after Christmas, December 26th. (laughs) So, we went from, I don't like anyone, no, la, 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 la. And I I wasn't lying. Well, I wasn't lying to you. I was lying to myself. I was lying to everybody. A hundred percent. Even though everybody was like, mm. (laughs) Literally everybody that I told already knew. Like, I told, and in order to process this and in order to get through what I thought were the burdens was your approval mm-hmm. and his best friend's approval because his best friend and I are still really close I I asked him you did I did oh I don't think you told me about that oh did I not well <laughs> you're finding out here for the first time <laughs> um so it was super late at night because I could not sleep because I was 
I was stressing about this. Like, you have no idea how much I was stressing about liking my ex's best friend in addition to my best friend's ex. So it was just complicated. I was like, I'm not going to be that person. But um, I texted him about it. I said, look, I need to confide something in you. And he was like, okay. And I told him. And he thought that I liked someone else. Who did? Wait. So it took him by surprise. Oh. So he thought that I liked another friend of ours. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the heck gave you that impression? He was like, because every every woman seems to like him now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fair enough. I just didn't, I wanted to make sure I wasn't giving off any signs of liking someone that I wasn't interested in. I didn't want to give off mixed signals. I don't think you were. No, like, I don't think I was. I think he was just, I understand his mentality. But when mm-hmm. I told him, he was like, you know, um, good for you. Uh, you have my support. I think you guys would be great together. And I was like, oh, look at me worrying about nothing in particular. <laughs> yeah, so October 26th. And then I texted you and kind of like... When did you text me next? Hold on, let me... Oh, okay, so that was when I asked you the first time when you told me, oh, I don't like anybody. Right, October 26th is when okay. I was root deep in denial. <laughs> And if I look up this wording, I should be able to find it. Because I know exactly what I told you. Oh, here we go. December 12th. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Which was just a couple of weeks before he asked me out. And it was really sweet. He he and I had been hanging out in a group setting for months. Mm -hmm. um, Getting to know each other. Hanging out with his family. Um, hanging out with our group of friends and then the group of friends that we were hanging out with gradually got smaller. So it was like me and him and then like two other people. Mm. So it just kept getting smaller and smaller. And I love his family. I love spending time with his family. And on one of these nights I was leaving his house and he was like, would you, can, would you, would, can we? And it was so. Have you ever had a dream when you, <laughs> when it was you went... so, it was so sweet. He, he got tongue-tied, and he admitted that to me later, because I ended up going home, because he told me to get home safe, and I was like, okay. And then he texted me and said, I'm sorry about getting tongue-tied, but just, you know, I'd really like to, you know, continue what we're doing. And I was like, uh, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? It? Was, it was really sweet, and then a couple days later is when he asked me um, in person. Okay. So... Yay. <laughs> so going back to the text conversation, oh, yeah. Um, when I had, did I, wait, I can't remember how that started, or did I just ask you, like... We were talking about someone else. Oh, okay. And kind of what your take was on the situation, what your thoughts were, mm-hmm. and then you turned it around on me, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> was, I'm pulling up. Oh, yeah. We were talking about two individuals, and I was being super supportive, and I was like, yes, I do think these individuals are good people. And then all of a sudden it was like... So I had texted her, so I don't remember it, or I don't know if you remember, but a little while back I had mentioned to you how I had thought that you had liked someone, but then I didn't tell you who I thought it was. And I was like, I don't remember that at all. (laughs) Um, and then I think, is this when you... Oh, wait. You were telling me? Or wait, or is that sooner? Where? That would have been before. Okay, so, we were talking about that person, uh-huh. and then you said, what about you, though? Any interest in anyone? Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I doubted anything would come of it. 
Oh, yeah. Did I, you really say that? I said, oh, yeah. Did say dot, that. dot, dot, slanty <laughs> face. I doubt anything will come of it, though. <laughs> you asked me why the doubt, and I wanted, I wanted to say, you know why the doubt. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been, like, how long since that conversation? You said this was in December, like, early, early December. So, it was, like, within so a couple of weeks. Almost a month ago. Yeah, it was almost a month ago, and within a couple of weeks of having the conversation with you... That he asked me out. Mm. So, how, did, like, how, how did you feel, like, telling me about it? I was Because so I know that you were, like, really worried. <laughs> I was stressing so hard. Like, not because I thought that you were so interested, not that I thought that you'd be jealous, but because our friendship is so important to mm-hmm. me. And, you know, especially lately, I've been, like, really just wanting to do everything that I can for it. So I thought in telling you that, it was going to take a step back. Oh. Because it was, I didn't know if it was going to be, like, uncomfortable or if you were going to play that card. Not that I thought you would, but I was scared of playing the card. Like, how dare you? <laughs> I dated him at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's honestly what scared me from wanting to date anyone in our circle of friends is because mm-hmm. I dated his friend a couple of years ago. I, I remember you telling me that, like, long before you liked Brandon, mm-hmm. like, about dating anybody else in our friend group yep i was like i'm used goods i'm damaged nobody is going to be with me if i'm so-and-so's ex turns out that was ridiculous thinking oh yeah i don't think anybody in our friend group really cared that much no like you know i think i didn't want to be like a a boy hopper yeah that's like going from guy to guy and that that hasn't been the case no i mean I, i think naturally like when you hang out with people as often as, like, we do with our friends. Like, mm-hmm. we see most of them at least, I, I mean, yeah, like, for me, like, three times a week. Yeah. Maybe more. Like, if we have girls' night, like, you know, we see those people a lot, and, like, you know, we see our guy friends a lot. Like, I think it's pretty natural when you hang out, like, because I don't hang out with anybody else outside yeah, of our friend no, group. neither do I. Our so, friends are plenty and enough and Yeah, because we have many of them. And they're all wonderful. They are so wonderful. So we don't need anyone else. Yeah. So I think, like, it's, it's natural in a situation like that when there's a lot of us and we don't hang out with anybody outside to, like, you know, date amongst ourselves, which I don't think has actually really happened other than when I dated him <laughs> and then when you dated him and dated his best friend. Yeah. Oh, that's not making me sound too good. Although, I guess, I guess my brother also married someone within our friend group. It's like we've got the circle and we're all just supposed to marry each other. <laughs> that has been the case. In everyone that I've seen, there haven't been any quote-unquote outsiders. It's always been, like, Noah's Ark just paired off two by two. That, oh, especially lately? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I think the only, there's been a few people who, they haven't been, like, in our close group of friends, but they're in our general group. Mm-hmm. group. The bigger group. Yeah, the bigger friend group um, who... I. Well, I guess maybe not. I was going to say I thought that there were some people who had dated people outside of the group and then just, like, dipped. Yeah, peaced out. they got married and dipped, but they were still a part of the group as a whole. So I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, it's 
it's an interesting situation, <laughs> and she was very nervous. I was. I which, was. like, you know, I think, I think, like, being a little, like, worried is valid, because, you know, I feel like there's, like, um, in typical, quote, girl code, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. that, like, unspoken rule of, like, you don't date your friend's exes, <laughs> which I think is dumb. <laughs> right, like, if it's meant to be, then it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I was long over your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you were, and I, I made sure of that. I wasn't going to be like, hey, you know that guy that you're still pining after after two years? Guess what, sucker? <laughs> Like, no, no, I like him, and I'm going to date him. <laughs> like, I care about our friendship, and that was my hesitation in okay. telling him. That makes that sense. That was it, was preserving our friendship, preserving the friendship with his friend. But we're, st- we're still on good terms, you know? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you just think about, like, a cult. We're like, we're, the way we're describing this, like, <laughs> our group of friends, and we're all marrying each other, it's just like, we're not a cult, I promise. Yeah, we're just... Very close with all of our people, and, you know. One of us, one of us. But anyway, <laughs> I think we have a couple more things to talk about um, on the agenda. Wow, we're already 50 <laughs> minutes in. I am shocked. I was like, if we get 30 <laughs> minutes, I'll be happy. <laughs> us not. I was like, we're going to have to trim some stuff down. Yeah, and I'll go through and clip this, which is going to be kind of a pain in the butt. You can do it. Thank you. Um, so kind of, I guess, moving forward a little bit, uh, just with the topic at hand, what are your thoughts or opinions on when someone likes you and you don't like them back? Like, has that ever happened to me? (laughs) Usually it's the opposite. Usually, um, at least in the past, back before I grew up, Mm-hmm. Um, I would always have my little crushes that would go nowhere, and then they would fade, and then those friendships with those guys would be preserved, because mm-hmm. it was just like this, oh, a rush of feelings, and crush, crush, and then, um, I'm over it. <laughs> um, I can think of exactly one instance where someone liked me, and I did not like them back, and it took me getting into a relationship <laughs> for... Because our, our mutual friend would, would share this stuff with me, just so I would know, mm. because she didn't expect him to set up any boundaries, but she also didn't expect him to um, tell you tell me. So she said, for your sake, I'm going to tell you this, um, just so you can establish the proper boundaries. And it wasn't hard, because... Um, I don't think you're particularly close with him. No, I'm I'm not. Which, we're, we're friends, but we're not, like super close, hanging out all the time, anything like that. Yeah. So it, unfortunately, it took me kind of setting up my own boundaries just to protect him because I didn't want to hurt him. And I also didn't want to go up and be like, yo, I don't like you back. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to approach it with caution. Um, but he, uh, <laughs> he's friends with Brandon. <laughs> so, um, but there hasn't been any awkwardness. He's been nothing but happy for us. Um, unless he's lying, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's so. that type of person, though. No, he's not. He's like, honest, and he's sincere, and he's very kind. So, there haven't been any issues, thankfully. Mm. 
We're still... How, but, like, how does... Because I don't... I've never had someone, like, tell me that they liked me or me find out that they like me. Like, that's not... That's not something that's ever happened <laughs> to me. So I, I guess I don't know how I would feel about that. Um, I've heard opinions uh, from other people about people who like them, who don't like them back. Mm-hmm. But, like, does it feel awkward for you to have him like you and you'd be like, well, I don't really like you back. And, like, he liked you long before Yeah, he... you were in a relationship <laughs> at all. So. I, found, I found that out and I was like, oh, this poor guy. Um, yeah, it's... The only thing that I would encourage is, and it's funny because I feel like if it was anyone else, I would go about it differently. Mm. Um, But this is the only instance I can think of wherein someone likes me and I didn't like them back. But communication, honesty, um, and establishing those boundaries, because boundaries don't mean I want nothing to do with you. Boundaries are there to preserve the relationship that you already have, the friendship that you already have. I read that recently and I was like... Great point. So boundaries aren't about necessarily distance or Mm -hmm. time apart or anything, but they're more for, I care about you and I don't want you to get hurt and I don't want to be hurt. So we're going to set this up to protect ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is really, really, really important. Like as, as a woman who's in a relationship now and with my guy friends, Mm -hmm. I need to be setting up those boundaries Mm -hmm. with my guy friends, especially the ones that I was closer to in the past. Yeah. And now I'm dating someone. So it's like, I need to make sure that I'm not treating any other guy the way that I would treat Brandon. You know, there's, there's a clear difference and I need to make sure that I'm not, you know, for an example, too long of hugs Mm -hmm. or, you know, exhibiting any sort of behavior that could be mistaken as flirty Mm -hmm. or behavior that is flirty. Cause it's, it's easy to flirt. At least for me it is just Mm -hmm. because I've dated, um, you know, so many, so many different, so many different kinds of people. So you, yeah, you, you learn how to talk to guys. Yeah, I've, like, I was thinking about that, because, like, the, the past relationships that you've had, that I've seen pictures of them, and know what they look like, and, like, know their personalities, versus the look and personality of your boyfriend now. <laughs> Uh, he's quite different. He is. He's different and he's better. He's better in every, every single way. Ugh, he's awesome. But yeah, that would be my advice to anyone who has, um, someone who's pining after them, you don't feel the same way. Just be honest. Set up those boundaries to protect the friendship. And if you need to get someone else involved, like we were talking about earlier, the fear of saying no, it's very real. It is very real. If you need to get someone else involved, uh, go to someone that you trust, mm. a mentor, maybe someone in your peer group who's familiar with the person who's going after you. Mm. Um, That's smart. Yeah, just just confide in someone you trust. You don't need to spread it. You know, you don't need to be like, oh my gosh, so and so likes me, and blah blah blah. Like <laughs> you don't need to do that. There's there's no need to gossip. But if it's a legitimate concern, I would I would tell someone. Yeah, I just think about, about like our mutual friend and who likes her. And the fact that she doesn't feel the same way. And I know that she's talked about kind of the way it makes her feel. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, on the one hand, I, I guess, like, I get that if someone likes you and, you know, you just, 
you don't feel the same way. Like, you don't, you're not attracted to that person. And, like, you know, not being attracted to someone doesn't mean that that person is, like, unattractive or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's people that you're really attracted to and people that you're like, I have no attraction to you, but, you know, you're fine. (laughs) Like... Yeah, it's just I just know that, like, she has some feelings. (laughs) Some, um, not necessarily mutual, but, um, you know, we, we look out for her. We're aware of the situation, so we're looking out for her. Not that she can't look out for herself. Right. Like, she can, but we're there for her as her friends just to make sure nothing gets fishy. Yeah. Nothing gets suspicious. I mean, I can see, though, like, how something like that could be uncomfortable. Yeah, I can, too. Knowing, knowing this individual and knowing his tendencies, um, she has every right to feel the way that she feels. Yeah. Just interesting thoughts. <laughs> um, and now I guess we'll talk about more of the flip side of that, of liking somebody who does not like you back. And this is where my area of expertise comes in. <laughs> I have liked many a guy who has not liked me back. Did we cover this? I did, thought we covered did it. Did we cover it? I don't. I talked about distance. I mean, that was more of getting over that person. Oh, how to get over them. Yeah. Okay. That, was, that was more of, like, I like someone who doesn't like me. How do I get over them? Or, like, how did I get over them is what we had discussed earlier. That's fair. And, like, I very recently liked somebody who, and he had told me that he didn't like me. Um, and that's a whole other conversation and situation (laughs) that's like it's too fresh to like really get like in depth with Mm -hmm. but um you know I knew he didn't like me but I had still had a lot of feelings for him and like I really liked him and like I liked him for quite a while but like my kind of I guess like part of me felt like stupid to have liked him at all and, like, I, I felt very, like, self-conscious about myself because I was like, why do I still have these feelings for him? He already told me he didn't like me. Like, <laughs> like it, it, like, I don't, I, I wish that I knew more of his perspective on it because that, like, I feel like would either, either it would make me more self-conscious or less <laughs> self-conscious. <laughs> But, like, you know, like, just liking somebody and not, and having them not like you back is, like, I don't know. It's, uh, it's not a great feeling. (laughs) It's almost like losing a bet. Like, you're investing something into this possibility, and then you lose that bet. Mm. So it's like a sense of loss, even though you didn't really have a relationship. Yeah. It's still a feeling of loss, like, time that you spent thinking about the emotions that you spent on them. Yeah. I think part of it for me is like, you know, I I invested a lot of time in my friendship with him. Like we had grown at least from my perspective, I felt fairly close to him. Now, I don't know what he thought about it, what he thought about me, but I mean, to me, it felt like we had a, a pretty good friendship, but I had also felt incredibly, like, stupid 
for continuing to like him even after the fact. Because I'm just like, oh, I've already been rejected, so, like, what the heck? So, yeah, there's just that kind of, like, flip side perspective. And I don't know how other people feel about stuff like that. I don't know. Do you have any perspective or opinion? <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard. Because you've liked a lot of people. <laughs> I, I sure have. <laughs> I've had a fair share of crushes and, you know, a handful of relationships that ended up going nowhere. And for, for very similar reasons, you know, I have been through the ringer with relationships. I've been through a lot of hurt. Mm-hmm. And coming on the other side, it's taught me what I deserve as a woman Mm -hmm. and not to settle. Mm -hmm. So if I like someone and they don't like me back, I have to believe that it's better for them to not like me back than to get into a relationship that's going to go nowhere. Mm. Like I even told Brandon, I was like, I would rather this not work out at all than be together. And then we realize we're not meant for each other and then break up. Oh, because I was terrified of, because we're really close friends. Yeah, we had been close friends, so yeah, I you was... guys developed a really good friendship before you started dating, which I think is really awesome. We did, which is a good thing to fall back on. So if you're really good friends with the person, you have that foundation to fall back on, even if a dating relationship doesn't work out. Mm. That's why it's easy. Like for me, I I would date, I would casually date these guys that I barely knew who would ask me out, and we'd get to know each other over the relationship. And then it would turn out that they'd be garbage. So I'd be like, oh, what have I done dating this guy that I barely know? Um, I didn't take it seriously. I wasn't respecting myself. I wasn't respecting these guys. Right. Like, I, I take ownership of the way that I treated some of these guys because it was it was just like a game. Like if mm. something didn't work out, it's like, well, on to the next one. Mm. So I've been hurt, but I know that I have also caused um, some hurts. But those were, that was back when I was... Much younger, much more naive. I had no respect for myself. I didn't really respect anyone else. I Mm -hmm. was just sort of doing my own thing. No agenda. You know, thank you, next sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But now, as an adult, I'm learning more about the the reality of dating and protecting your guy friends. Mm -hmm. Protecting those who care about you, who might like you, you don't like them, you want to preserve that friendship you like them and they don't like you, you want to preserve that friendship. So Mm -hmm. friendship is an important aspect of it. Yeah. I think, I think a key word in all of this is self-respect. And like, I, I don't particularly like the phrase, but I think especially as I mean, this can go for either men or women, but I feel like with women it's more common um, to just, you know, we like to be liked and, you know, I know that there's a lot of women out there who are like, I'm a strong, independent woman, I don't need a man. (laughs) But, you know, there's still those of us who, you know, want that relationship and... I think not jumping at the first person that comes and asks you out. Like, that was the thing that, like, you know, I don't have guys asking me out left and right. Um, But when that one guy did ask me out, I had to tell him no because I had enough self-respect to know that I have, I I am worth more than being settled for. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of 
women need to understand that. And like, you know, you don't deserve to be treated badly. <laughs> you know, you should find somebody who is willing to compromise with you and relationships are about mutual sacrifice. Mm. And if you're not doing that, then I think there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Frankly. I agree. If it's one person making all the sacrifices and all the compromises and the other is being stubborn and thick-headed and refusing to change, that's a red flag in itself. Oh, absolutely. I read a book um, within the last year about, it was just about marriage and um, relationships. And, you know, when you're in a relationship and also like marriage, um, especially marriage, you see all the worst parts of the person you're with. You know, like, think about, like, your family. <laughs> like, the family that you've lived with for years. You know their flaws, their shortcomings, when they snap over something dumb or whatever. And, you know, marriage is no different, but you just don't have that, like, I've known you for years and this is just regular. But there has to be sacrifice on both sides of it when you're in a dating relationship and when you get married. Um, I think if there's not sacrifice in your dating relationship, there's not going to be sacrifice when you're married. Mm. Um, so I, I, that's my personal, just like if they're not willing to sacrifice and compromise on their wants and their needs for you, then they're probably not worth dating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And obviously, on the flip side, that's important for every individual, not only the person you're dating, but you have to be also willing to compromise and sacrifice. A mentor of mine from a couple years ago, um, her husband's very nerdy, <laughs> um, and she's not really, but he had this board, I think it was a board game or something, that he really wanted to play, and she was like, this is the nerdiest thing ever, <laughs> like, I don't really want to play it, but because I love him. I will play it. And, you know, I think stuff like that is important. So I'll get off my soapbox now. We can move on. This got serious. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason we called it laughing through the pain. Laughing through the pain. We literally are. This isn't all just like butterflies and rainbows. We all are, we are going to be talking about, you know, some more serious topics in yeah. the future. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> this will probably be more of your wheelhouse oh baiting uh, if I could talk oh my gosh <laughs> based on my lack of dating history um but what are your strengths and weaknesses in dating and why is it important to address those uh, mine personally so one of one of my love languages which we'll get into in a future episode is quality time so I would say, without trying to put myself up or anything, I would say that one of my strengths in a relationship is setting that time aside for um, who I'm with, who I'm dating. Like, Brandon and I, <laughs> I, I'm a planner, and I just, I love making plans with him. And I think, I believe one of his languages is, is quality time as well. I think so. I think so. Um, so setting that time aside for other people, especially for him, like I, I am good at 
kind of prioritizing other people and being flexible with other people's schedules um, to make something happen. Um, even if it's, we're not really doing anything, we're just playing video games or something. That's important to me, that quality time. So I like to think that I'm enough of a planner where I like to make stuff happen, Sorry. but I'm also... <laughs> My phone just went off. <laughs> um, I'm enough of a planner where I can make stuff happen and get it done, but I'm also flexible enough where if things don't go exactly according to plan, I can work around that. Mm-hmm. Like flexibility is important. I think you learned that a lot over the last year. I sure did. I mean, so if anything good came out of that, then... <laughs> My last relationship, oh, that would take an episode and a half by itself, but we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's important to plan things because it makes the person feel important. Like you want to spend time with them. Mm -hmm. You want to set that time aside to just be together. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that makes a girl feel good when there's a guy who wants to spend time with her. And I, I presume that guys feel the same way. You know, if you're dating and you don't see each other for a week, but you're both in town and you're not busy, it's like, what are you doing? So I like just hanging out with him, even if we're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Um, My biggest weakness in relationships is overthinking. (laughs) Um, Here's an example. I, if I text him and I know he's not working and he doesn't text me back, not, not just like right away. But if he doesn't text me back, it is easy for my brain to be like, oh my gosh, I have bothered him. I have disturbed him. I am annoying him. And there's there's no logical reason for this at all. Um, it's only based on being ignored in the past. But mm-hmm. that's projecting. And it's not, it's not up to Brandon to text me back right away all the time. Like, I know he's busy. He's a busy guy. So I'm not going to, you know, be upset if he doesn't respond to me right away but if there's periods long periods of time between communication it makes me kind of worry it makes me feel like I've done something wrong and then he'll text me back like an hour later and be like oh sorry I was doing this (laughs) oh he's like sorry I was you know I dozed off or something I'm just like oh look at me overthinking that so it's easy to overthink and I'm also a person who values security And this isn't just in dating. This is in all my relationships. And if I feel like something is threatening the security of my relationships and my friendships, I tend to hold on a little tighter, Hmm. tighten my grip, kind of dig my claws in a little bit in order to preserve that security. However, most of the time when I dig my claws in, it's for no good reason Hmm. or like an irrational reason. And then that's when I feel like I'm being a burden. Hmm. I feel like I'm in need of that validation, in need of that security, and saying, we're okay, right? Like, are you okay? We're okay, right? I think you've asked me that. I sure have. A lot. <laughs> I'm sure we have, because you're you're important to me. And our how long have we been friends? Like, three years? Yeah. About three years now is how long we've been friends, and I, I remember, like, especially, like, I think more recently, after there was a little bump in the road, um, <laughs> you were like, you know, are we we're good? good? We're good, right? Like, we're good. I, I think that also played into your um, nervousness in telling me about how you liked Brandon. That as well, because I didn't want to take any steps backwards mm-hmm. in 
in investing in our friendship more. Yeah, which I think is understandable. Well, thank you. I appreciate the validation. <laughs> See, it's, it's it's the validation. It's and it's something that I'm working on. It's a personal thing. This is my thing. It's my issue, and I need to work through it. Um, I don't put that on anyone else. I don't put that on um, Eleanor to constantly validate our friendship. Yes, we're close. Leave me alone. You know, because that's what I want to avoid. It's not up to Brandon to tell me all the time, yes, we're together. Mm. Yes, I like you. Yes, mm-hmm. we're de- like, yes. Um, so that's something that I'm working on is that insecurity and needing validation mm. and overthinking when things aren't quite perfect. Because mm. I admit I'm a perfectionist. So when things go the slightest, slightest bit wrong, I'm like, how can I fix this? How can I make this better? How can I fix it? Right. I'm a fixer for sure. But it's not up to me to fix everything. And it's not up to me to fix people. That's what was so the question? True. I don't even know how I got. <laughs> you just got in your got soapbox it. and you ran with it, I my sure friend. I did. <laughs> the question was, what are your strengths and weaknesses oh, in yeah, dating? Okay. And why is it important to address those? It's important to address them because you want to make sure that you are not putting all of the weight of a relationship on your partner, on your Mm. spouse, on your whatever word you want to use. Because it's, it's, I I wouldn't even say it's a 50-50 thing. Mm -hmm. I would say it's like, I don't even remember the quote. I'll have to share it in a future episode. But it's, it's about like doing your best for the other person Mm -hmm. all the time. Like giving it your all. I'm not going to invest 50% into this relationship. I'm going to invest 100% into this relationship. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know that quote, right? you know, relationships aren't 50-50. They're, it's like two people giving 100% each. Yeah, Or something like that. Because it's, and I, I admit, I'm coming into this relationship. I have my baggage and I don't wish to carry this baggage into my relationship with Brandon. And I've been honest with him about, you know, my past. He's heard my story. He has heard my testimony. Um, and he's been nothing but supportive, nothing but encouraging. He's been so good to me that I'm almost like, what's the catch with you? Like, what is your harmarsha? That's the word, harmarsha? I've never heard that word before. I learned it in The Fault in Our Stars. It means a fatal flaw. Like, what is your huge flaw? Because he's been so good to me that I'm like, is there anything wrong with you? I mean, I'm sure there is. I know there is. We are are two imperfect people, but he has treated me so well. And I want to make sure that I am treating him with the same respect, the same honor, the same honesty. Um, I want to make sure that I'm not projecting anything onto him. Oh, yeah. From my past relationship. So, yeah, I I have set that baggage down, and we're going forward. Um, but it's it's easy for things to sneak up on you, you know, especially us as women. We're hormonal. We think about things, that's and we overthink so about things. So but that's <laughs> not up to him to fix. That's not up to him to make it all better. Right. Like, I have to take responsibility for my issues, my struggles, my part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not all on him. Yeah, I do think it is important, though, like, I don't think there's a single person in on this earth that doesn't have some kind of baggage mm-hmm. of some sort. No matter how small, how big, like, everybody has something that, yeah. you know. Everyone has a harmarsha. Yeah. Um. So, and I think, like, not only is it important to tell 
your partner about stuff like that. Just being like, listen, this is my past. This is what I've gone through. Here are things I'm working on. And, you know, obviously it's not up to your partner to try to fix you. Like, they're not responsible for your healing or... Totally lost my, like, (laughs) train of thought. But I think it is important for your partner to not hold stuff like that over your head. That too. Like, be understanding that you've gone through hard things. Um, You know, haven't always been the best person. Whatever your baggage is. And just being understanding that, you know... You've changed. Um, Not being like... Not like using your baggage as like a trump card. Mm -hmm. Being like... You know, you're like in an argument and they are like... Well, you did this in your past. Mm -hmm. Like, you've activated your trap Mm -hmm. card. (laughs) (laughs) Using it as ammunition. Yeah, because like that's toxic. That's... That's super toxic. That's very toxic. And, like, obviously, you both have to work together, and things aren't always going to be, like, sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Pink fluffy unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but, you know, there's, life, kids. there's, like, <laughs> there's a, like, I think you need to have a mutual understanding of this was my past, and I'm working towards something better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh <laughs> sorry that was an inside joke pretty much it just happened and I didn't even realize it <laughs> but you know you're just like you're working you are working towards you know being better and working together to push past stuff like that and having enough understanding to to not like get upset like I think it okay I think it's fine like like let's say you were like projecting your past onto your boyfriend Mm -hmm. and that made him upset I think it's fine for him to be upset but there also has to be like there's two sides to every everything and you know on on like the one side I think there's fault on the one person to uh, who is projecting but I think there also has to be an understanding of your partner and you work together to be like, first of all, an apology on the one side. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Apologizing. Apologizing, I think, is super, super important. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, apologizing on your side and then, you know, working together as a couple to come to mutual understanding and, you know, just... Not letting things, like, sit and fester and, like, you know, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that I think I also read in that marriage book. Like, don't, like, I, I think I've also heard this otherwise, like, don't go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a problem <laughs> with your partner, whether you're dating or you're married or whatever, like, and you guys have a fight, like, talk about it. Mm-hmm. resolve it resolve yes exactly resolve it because 
things like issues like that, even if it's small stuff, a lot of the time can build into something big. Mm-hmm. And it can snowball. Yeah, it can snowball and then, you know, you're with somebody that you hate because you let a small issue go unresolved. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important to work through. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't actually think I really know what my strengths and weaknesses are in dating because I've only ever had one relationship and that was like six months. <laughs> It makes you feel like a completely different person, right? Mm. Like, I don't know about you, but when I think back on the, you know, the handful of relationships, there weren't a lot, but there were some Mm -hmm. um, of relationships that I had years and years ago, I feel like I'm a completely different person Mm -hmm. from who I am. Like, that was someone else living that life, making those choices. Yeah, like... I, I know I'm a different person from that relationship, for sure. Yeah, girl. Like... Me too. <laughs> I think something that I have, a, uh, that I feel like I have a problem with, I guess, would be, like, I don't I don't know how to say, but, like, I guess a lack of focus on other things rather than, like, who I'm with. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess I, it's been a while since I've been, like, dated anybody or anything, so I don't know how I would do now, but... So it's a, it's hard for me to like to really be like this is my strength this is my weakness. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know maybe we'll come back to that when I'm in a relationship in yeah, the future when you find your Edward. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, what's the best relationship advice that anyone has ever given you? Oh man. So in my last relationship, it was about a year long, very 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 toxic. Um, I was outside of his house cleaning up after his dog and he had this neighbor. She was a much older woman, kind of snarly. Mm. You just look at her and she just looks mad. So I always tried to avoid her when I could. Mm -hmm. And one day she got on us about not cleaning up after the dog and he who must not be named (laughs) wouldn't do it. Mm. So I went out there and decided to do it. Mm-hmm. And she ended up writing me a note. Thank you for cleaning up after the dog. And I was like, oh, thank you for acknowledging that. Thank you for thanking me. Um, and then the thank next time, <laughs> I, I think it's important to do. Like, thank you for thanking me. Um, thank you for acknowledging the work that I've done. Mm. Um, and the next time I went out there, I saw her and she thanked me again. And I ended up apologizing to her because at first I was like, bitter about it. I was like, you know, rude neighbor, whatever. But Mm -hmm. it it was our fault for not cleaning up after the dog. So she said, thank you for cleaning up after his dog. And I don't remember exactly how she worded it, but she was like, if you're with someone who can't pick up after his own dog, Mm. how do you expect him to take care of you? Mm. And that, I think that might have been the first crack. In finally leaving him, mm-hmm. leaving my toxic ex. Yeah. It was kind of a reality check. Like, oh, you're right. He doesn't take care of this animal. I've been the one having to take care of this animal mm-hmm. while he's been working or hanging out or partying, whatever. I've been looking after his dog. Mm-hmm. So that hit me a lot is how do you expect someone to take care of you? When they can't take care of themselves Mm -hmm. or they can't take care of another 
like like an animal. Mm. And that was huge to me. Mm. And she ended up like she gave me a lot of advice. Mm. She was like, I left a man at the altar for realizing that he was toxic. Oh, she said wow. I was she said I was crying on my way to the church and begging God that I would get into a car accident so that I wouldn't have to go through with oh, this marriage. And I was gosh. like, what? And she was like, I just don't want you to end up wishing that you were dead over ending up with him. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't at that time. Like, I never wished that I was dead or anything. But I was like, yikes. Yeah, So wow, she was speaking from some real experience. So thank you, neighbor lady, <laughs> um, for giving me... I mean, it, w- it would be easy to be like, don't settle... You know, don't read, you know, we've, we've said that. We know that that's true. But that was specific to me, and that spoke into a problem that I had had that I didn't realize was a problem. Mm. So that was, like, the first kind of punch through breaking down the wall. Yeah. Like the scales falling off of my eyes and realizing, ooh, I'm with someone who is not making good choices <laughs> and who is exhibiting very toxic behaviors. Mm-hmm. So that was this, look at the way that he takes care of others. Mm-hmm. Look at the way he takes care of himself, his pets, his family, his friends, and compare that to how you expect to be treated and taken care of. Yeah. Something that I've seen a lot of um, people on the internet say this a lot of like, you know, look at how people treat um like, people in the service industry. Yes. Like, waitresses, waiters, mm-hmm. people at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if your order's wrong, how are they going to handle that? Like, if if something goes wrong, like, what, what do they do? And I've seen a lot of that. And I think, like, honestly, I think that's a very fair thing to look at. Because, you know. How they treat wait staff. Exactly. Like my, it's funny that you say that because in the last like week we were together, um, my ex and I went out to dinner mm-hmm. and he refused to tip because 10 years ago he worked in a restaurant and he said they are making more now than I did in the industry back in the day. So I don't feel like they deserve a tip unless it's like five star flawless service. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No. Oh my goodness gracious. That's insane. Mm Mm-hmm. It was, it was so awful. Like, I wish that I had had a 20 that night. I would have left a 20 on the table for that poor server. So, yeah, how they treat Cost of living, though, 10 years ago is not cost of living now. And he didn't even live here 10 years ago. He was living in another state. Wait, were you, are you talking about the week before you guys moved? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you were still in state. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, cost of living here is insane. It is. <laughs> so. So, be nice. I mean, cost of living, I think, just across the board is bad. I it think is. most places. I guess unless you're, like, in, like, I don't know. Texas. Texas is pretty cheap. Florida. Florida has no uh, state tax. Oh. So, it's, it's pretty cheap to live there. Interesting. Yeah. Wyoming, too. I know that because Brandon and I were talking the other day, and he was like, it'd be so cool to just live in Wyoming. And I was like, why? (laughs) And he said, because there's no one there. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Cost of living is cheap. It's cheap. It's not crowded. There's mountains there. So, it's just funny he said that. I was like... Like, no, <laughs> you may not move to Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming of all places. Come on, dude. <laughs> uh, 
I think the best relationship advice I've ever gotten, like, aside from, like, the weight stuff thing, which is just something I've seen people Mm -hmm. talk about, like, not to expect perfection out of the person you're with. Mm. And, like, just understanding that people are flawed, you know, everybody is prone to sin and everyone on earth was affected by the fall of man Mm. and that that was important for me because um i've dealt with a lot of or not a lot but like very significant men in my life have been greatly flawed and there's a lot that i have like, there's standards that I think I, I accidentally kind of put on people because of that. And, you know, like, obviously, like, there's good standards to have, but there has to be understanding on that end of it. Yeah. Understanding is important. Even if you can't empathize with the situation, um, at least sympathize. Because mm-hmm. empathize is more personal. I relate to that because I've gone through it. Right. So at least have sympathy. Yeah. So that that just is kind of like something that really like stuck out to me just because of the people that I've dealt with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know if that's necessarily like relationship advice or just advice for like advice for life. Advice for life, but you know, and especially in a relationship cuz trust is the biggest thing. It really is. That leads greatly into our final question. <laughs> What makes people fall out of love? Oh, man. So, um, in terms of marriage, and it's like, I'm, I'm not experienced with being in, like, a long, happy marriage or anything. Um, however, in my experience, I've seen people get bored mm. of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you're, you're around people all the time. You see them at their absolute worst. And I think that's how we can start seeing people is just as that, just as their absolute worst. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to forget why you fell in love with them in the first place mm-hmm. because you just get bored by the same routine, waking up with the same person every day, mm-hmm. um, which I hope to goodness that that's not the case for either of us. Yeah. But um, especially like in marriages that don't have core like biblical values Mm -hmm. it's easy to just get fed up and scared of change or scared of a flaw and just want to bail yeah so i think boredom is a huge one Mm -hmm. um and in preventing that you know finding new things to do Mm -hmm. uh recreating a first date (laughs) you know finding new things to talk about new experiences you know changing it up a little bit um I think also, like, um, not to cut you off, but, um, I think, like, loving someone is a choice. A lot of people, I don't think, see love as a choice. Mm -hmm. They see it as this emotion that, like, you know, needs to be cranked to the highest setting all the time. And, like, something that I'm going to reference this marriage book a lot because I learned a lot of really great (laughs) things from reading it. (laughs) But something that it talked about was, like, romance. 
and the idea of romance, and especially for women, women like romance novels and like, mm-hmm. you know, The Notebook, or like really like, like these grand romance movies and like, that's what's promoted to, to a lot of people. Um, and like that kind of like grand picturesque romance is so fragile. Mm-hmm. Like when you expect all these romantic things all the time, that's generally like unrealistic, I think. Mm-hmm. Expecting that everything is going to be all this like sunshine and rainbows and oh my gosh I'm so in love I'm so infatuated with this person because like that kind of there's always that like puppy dog stage mm-hmm. which is where you're at currently the, the warm and <laughs> yeah where you're just like oh I just love him and like oh my <laughs> gosh but like that kind of like that feeling doesn't last mm-hmm. and so you have to pick and, like, choose to continue to love someone Mm -hmm. and commit yourself to loving someone throughout everything. Like, um, technically speaking, this marriage book was written... It was written by a man. Um, So a lot of what he references is more towards men. But as a woman, I felt like I got a lot out of it. He, you know, referred to women a couple of times in, you know... Just to, you know, so that both genders could get um, something out of it. Um, But, like, for, like, on the the male side, he talked about, like, um, your wife isn't always going to look the same. Like, eventually, like, if you have kids you know, her body's gonna change, and, like, Mm -hmm. as you grow older, like, your hair is gonna gray, like, looks don't last, and I think a lot of people base their relationships on physical attraction Mm -hmm. and not emotional attraction, Mm -hmm. because, like, I, I, like, honestly, I think, like, being physically attracted to someone is important, but I think you have to choose no matter what they go through, whether, and this could be for men and women, whether they gain weight, lose their hair, have wrinkles, like, to just continue to be like, I'm gonna love this person no matter what they look like, no matter what we go through. Mm-hmm. You know, just choosing to love someone. And I think a lot of people don't really think about that. Think about choosing to continue to love their partner. Because all that this world really focuses on is the physical attraction. Yeah. And like... And the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, and then once that goes away, then you're in this unhappy marriage with someone who you don't like anymore. And like... You know, you're like, I don't feel in love. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw that with, there was a celebrity couple that broke up a couple years ago, and they were just like, we just, you know, fell out of love. Irrelevant or no, not a celebrity couple. It was a YouTube couple, I think. And, you know, she, I think she talked about it a little bit, and she was just like, we just fell out of love. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, 
well, <laughs> I think there are definitely valid reasons to divorce somebody and valid reasons to break up with people. But yeah, just that, like, there's just things that you have to choose to do mm-hmm. in a relationship right. because people change physically, emotionally, mentally all the time. Mm-hmm. And so no matter where they're at, you just have to continue to choose that and to choose them and to not get like caught up in trying to find something new and exciting. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how, like, I think that's also how like cheating happens Especially in marriages, because, like you said, they get bored, mm-hmm. and they want something new and exciting, but even even if you divorce your partner and go on to the person who's new and exciting, you're going to find yourself in the exact same situation as you were before, mm-hmm. because you didn't deal with the actual problem at hand. So I think that's why people fall out of love is because they get caught up in this fantasy of an epic romance mm-hmm. and they don't acknowledge the fact that something like that is only temporary. Right. What happens after, happily ever after. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. If you base a relationship on the warm and fuzzies, once the warm and fuzzies inevitably wear off, what are you going to have? What is your relationship, your marriage going to be based on? Yeah. If you don't have those core values of a fruitful, healthy relationship, trust, communication, uh, growth, Mm -hmm. honesty, security, stuff like that. If you're just basing it on, I think you're gorgeous (laughs) and you make me laugh. It's like, that's great. What else? Yeah, what else is there? It's like cotton candy. When it rains, it's going to just disappear. Mm -hmm. It's like you don't want to have a cotton candy relationship. And I don't want to have a cotton candy relationship with Brandon. I want to make sure that we're doing all the right things and openly communicating. And um, he respects me and I respect him. And, you know, it's like a meat and potatoes kind of relationship. (laughs) You know, you got the core. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good thing to want. Absolutely. So, we've been going for an hour and 44 minutes. <laughs> um, oh and I think gosh. that was everything that I wanted to cover. I think it's everything that you wanted to cover. Yeah, that was that was about it. It's funny because I'm sitting here talking about my past and my mistakes and everything. And it's easy to get into, you know, beating yourself up, mm-hmm. you know, feeling low about yourself. But the reality is that since those times, like, I I own up to what I did. I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I own up to everything that I did wrong. Um, I want, I made amends where I think there needed to be amends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody grows. Yeah. You grow and you change. That's what's important is it's not what happens to you. It's about what you do about it. Mm. You know, so I, I like to think that I've grown mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah. Um, you, you even pointed out recently how there has been significant growth, mm-hmm. so which made me feel happy. It made me feel good about myself, but um, just don't beat yourself up, ladies. If there's a guy who's treated you wrong, learn from it, grow from it, take responsibility for anything that you think you've done. Don't put it all on him, but also acknowledge those toxic traits 
which we're going to have a very special episode for, identifying toxic traits and how to deal with them. It's an idea that just popped into my noggin. (laughs) So, you know, treat yourself with respect. Mm -hmm. Have that self-respect. Know what you deserve as a woman. And make sure that you are not settling and that you are not being settled for. Absolutely. Well, I think that was everything. Yeah. Um, this has been the Laughing Through the Pain podcast. Join us next time. I think we're covering singleness next mm-hmm. week or whenever. I don't know. Next week. Next week. Next sure. week. Sure. We'll say next week. Next and week. And that's what we'll shoot for. <laughs> um, so this has been the Laughing Through the Pain podcast. I'm your host, Eleanor. And I'm Marianne. And we'll see you next time. Mwah. Mwah.